Ladies and gentlemen, live from Stratum, it is the Wrestler Review. I'm John Hastings. I'm Dylan Gott. And this week, as promised last week, because we're thinking ahead now, guys. Jake. Jake. The Jake Snake the Roberts. Snake. It's Messy May, and who is messy? Yeah, he's the messiest. Then a man who looks like a potato sack filled with uh, drunk excuses about where the rent's gone. <laughs> it's funny to watch Jake's body fall completely apart it in his fed room. It didn't start good. Like, there's photos of him like as a young buck, and you're like, why is this guy smuggling a Virginia ham in his belly? I will say this. Uh, before, when we start with Jake the Snake, probably one of the sadder stories in the history of, I'm going to say, humans. Um one w- small thing that I really think that the Fed clearly knocked out of the park with him was uh, making him wear pants. Because have you ever seen Jake when he wore trunks and his finisher was a high knee? It was not pretty. Yeah, he does. He definitely has what I would like to call American Irish legs, which is just, <laughs> he's got a sturdy upper body and then he's just held on by Q-tips just dangling out there. Like he looks like a ventriloquist doll. Like he's yeah. just over the knee, these dangling ridiculous legs. I disagree. I think Jake's story is incredibly redemptive. And if you think about how far he got in wrestling inebriated, like there was no way that that guy was going to ever be a main event wrestler. But he, for no, he could have been a main. He for sure could have been the main event. He a thousand percent. The Undertaker's main event in that. Yeah. He never really ever needed a belt. Like he was as a kid. Like I loved Hulk Hogan, but like when Jake the Snake was doing a like a. He was the first time I remember watching interviews and being like, that was amazing. And you don't even know why, because you can't comprehend intellectually what he was talking about, because he's just quietly musing into the camera. Like, and let me tell you about sweating. It's what you'll be doing in the purgatory of your own dreams. Oh, yeah. When it, or with a uh, promo where he just said a bunch of Allman Brothers lyrics. Oh, like, my God. Which I'm a midnight that? rider and a rambling man. Like he just, he just said a bunch of Allman Brothers lyrics, pretty much. But the thing with Jake is he... He must not have been that much of a fuck up until like the late mm-hmm. 80s, early 90s. Because his early stuff, especially with like going into WrestleMania 3 where they turned him into a face by accident. For those of you who don't know the story, so he was a heel that was brought in and they were building up to be another Hogan monster to uh, take care of. And then they were just like, oh, let's see what. And they gave him like a Paper's Pit type uh, talk show called The Snake Pit. Yeah. Then him and the Honky Tonk Man, they decided to put them in a program and just see if they could turn one of them sort of face and basically they had honky attack him with a guitar but they didn't gimmick the guitar they just had him whack him in the head with a martin acoustic guitar (laughs) which is like being bashed in the head with a two by four yeah so it fucked jake up and everyone sort of was like that's when it really turned weird for roberts and he never was the same when he came back from that's when he started talking much slower um it's when his internet style sort of changed because he was concussed for like a year but it also gave him this ability to fucking talk like you wouldn't believe. They put him with Alice Cooper going into WrestleMania 3, which was a giant attraction going into that paper. Because people forget, they're like, oh, it was Hogan Andre. There were so many celebrities in that that were such 80... Alice Cooper was in that match. Mary Hart was doing pay-per-view commentary. Bob Euchre was walking around getting choked by people. Yeah, yeah. It was just... They just so fucking. They basically did what they were trying to do with the Dallas, the Dallas pay per view, but they didn't have any celebrities except for Shane McMahon's kids. <laughs> um, so I think that Jake the Snake, I think he's as far as he ever went. And also in a Hulk Hogan world, you're never going to put someone like Jake the Snake on the same tier or higher than he would be. And in WCW, it's sort of the same thing because Flair's never going to let him go any further and he was never the worker that you would need to be in that promotion i think he would have but i think it with the flair thing he would have 
definitely won the title. Like he would have won the title because that was Flair's whole thing. You beat you beat me for the title, then I went back, then a new challenger comes up. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that's true because I know just speaking for the Jake the Snake example, Ric Flair has gone out of his way to be like fuck that guy in his face. I really fucking hate him. Yeah, he was like marginal worker. All that he was ever good for was Vince McMahon put a snake in his hands and chased Andre the Giant around. That's all that was important. Are you serious? Yeah. That's because I just don't believe. Like I, I think I think also part of that is that's jealousy on Ric Flair's behalf because, because he was clearly a very standout. He was a very standout worker, and like, but they're very different styles. Ric Flair wrestles such an epitome of but southern he's the wrestling. Snake. But Jake, but Jake wrestles a much more pardon, and I hate this phrase, sports entertainment style, which is it builds to a lot of sort of high spots, especially yeah. the 80s style where like it would build towards the high knee and then he'd be in jeopardy again, and then would like sleeper hold, build to the short clothesline, and then the DDT. Or the like, I just feel like all right, I, I feel like Jake, he was one of the first guys to wrestle as his character completely because if you think about literally what a snake is it's real slow until it come up and bites you john so i feel like that's what like even the short arm clothesline you remember how slow he would he would like uh he would get the guy in the arm wrench and then he would pull him back it's slow and then so fast he would do the clothesline and same thing with the ddt where it's like all of a sudden he's ddt the guy which i mean the ddt changed the way pro wrestling is done a hundred percent it changed. I absolutely agree. Because it was the one move, it was this move, it was the first move where it was was the RKO from anywhere, or it was the diamond cutter from any Like, and you look at the guys Jake influenced, and you look at guys who basically stole his, like Raven stole, pretty much took his gimmick and uh, updated Steve it. Steve Austin basically stole his Steve gimmick. Steve Austin, uh, obviously the easiest is Randy Orton. The snake and the vi- like, the yeah. snake and the viper. He's the viper. Yeah, he's just better looking. Yeah, this guy doesn't do cocaine. in weird places and probably don't like women. Yeah, like that's very probably similar. like if you look at it, that's probably what Vince had in mind. Randy Orton is probably what Vince had in was a, a, the dream of what Jake the Snake was. Even though, like, because Vince is, and same thing with Randy Orton's promos. I think promos. Randy Orton's a lot closer to uh, Jake Roberts than Vince McMahon really would like to acknowledge. Like, Lord knows, oh, hundred percent, the stipulations of the wellness policy because Randy Orton ca- like kept being like hey randy could you not take all the pills and he's like yeah 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 yeah. what did you just put in your mouth like 50 breath mints <laughs> a shit in your daughter's bag <laughs> hey vince vince <laughs> it's me the viper know what vipers like to do go caca in weird places because we're <laughs> animals i'm an animal and i shit on women yeah. for real and i'm hard uh the other thing about jake that i absolutely adore is how he pinned people because it was this nonchalant cool he would literally with jobbers he would lean on them like he wouldn't like yeah he would just ddt and then roll over and put his shoulder on one oh yeah yeah, yeah. one two three because and that sold the ddt more than anything which is like the fucking guy doesn't need to pin him hogan had to pin andre the giant this fucking guy is pinning barry horowitz not even putting his body on him but this thing he he flat out invented three moves like the DDT. yeah short arm clothesline short and arm the clothesline. gut buster did he invent the gut buster yeah i thought that was me with comedy <laughs> <laughs> but he and then it was just the, the entire story of the match was like oh this guy you know he might and he was he had a very relatable like body for like there's a lot of people that look like jake the snake yeah, he looked like everyone's not everyone's dad he looked like everyone's my dad is the oldest of four brothers, and the youngest one's showing up. And what's that on his car? Yeah, 
That's a fucking f- Firebird <laughs> decal on a Toyota Tercel 1990. Wrestling, like, I think we make this analogy so much, but wrestling really is full of that uncle you never talk to. Like, that's how every wrestler looks. But Jake the Snake is also the only man he's that He's a trucker. Like, what is he's th- the only guy that looks like he smells like cigarettes. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? Like, you know that, you, like, Andre the Giant's getting in the ring and is like, oh, who just smoked 40 American Spirit? And then it's like, oh, that... There's not even a snake in that bag. It's just empty <laughs> cigarette packets, isn't it, Jake? He was the first. Right, he was the first loner, babyface. Like, not ever. Obviously, obviously, that's an archetype that's just out there in obviously in media and whatever. But he was the first loner babyface that I for certain certainly I was subject to. Where it was like he never he never t- he never teamed up with anyone really. Um, he was always fighting against these monsters. He was. Really was a 1A champion. He never had a belt, but... Well, he's like Roddy Piper, and it's a type of wrestler that they could use more of now, which is... I feel like they're trying to do that with Dean Ambrose. They are trying to do that with Dean Ambrose, but it's not going to work because they're basically just amalgamating Jake the Snake Roberts, Steve Austin, and a wacky guy (laughs) into one person. And the reason why Jake the Snake works as a loner, which is is the, the simple fact of he's walking around carrying a snake. No one really wants to be around that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds very true. But that's part of it. Is It's like, you want to hang out with uh, Hulk Hogan, who seems like a reasonable man, uh, or this guy with a mullet who's carrying a pr- apex predator in a sack. Yeah, he just has a snake, and he's like, I'm going to let the snake chill out for a bit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably that guy who likes snakes. No one wants to hang out with the guy who likes snakes, for sure. Yeah, no one's looking to be like, mm, uh, That is an interesting thing I did not know about the Honky Tonk Man, was that they... Because uh, I always heard the way the Honky Tonk Man basically turned uh, heel was because everyone they tried to make him a face, and everyone was like, well, I hate that guy. <laughs> and then... And then like so, was it like a face heel promo, and then they just both flipped pretty much? It basically, well, no, because the Honky Tonk Man by that point was already with the mouth of South Jimmy Hart. It was more just the idea, like Honky Tonk Man was surprisingly over as a heel. Like, there's a reason why they put the Intercontinental Title on is because every the fans were wanting to know who the fuck's gonna beat this guy, mm-hmm. and they did it perfectly with Ultimate Warrior beating him in 30 seconds. Yeah, because it was all that pent up rage, and then someone did it so quick. That's awesome. But it's also just because in the same way that Jake the Snake is this relatable, quiet, like, man wanders into the town and solves the problem, but he's yeah. just as dangerous as the bad guy. Honky Tonk Man is just this annoying shithead creep that you don't want around. Yeah. In a perfect world, not perfect world, but in, in like, in like I suppose, like, the 80s world, he'd be like The Miz, where it's like, The Miz is so good at just being hated but anytime you get elevate him, people are like, that guy's not going to fucking win a big match. So yeah. he's like the intercontinental champion forever type thing. And honestly, Jake would look weird with a belt, I suppose. like It, it would kind of like make... his. This sounds weird, I guess, but his character is kind of like a guy who... I don't really believe he's fighting for a belt. I believe he's fighting for like himself. He's fighting for himself. He's fighting for money so he can buy truck stop speed and get his... <laughs> someone with a complicated <laughs> name because she's from Russia. Yeah. But the other thing that is very interesting about this era in WWF, and it's actually where occupation-type characters in wrestling work, mm-hmm. in that not that... Like, the million-dollar man... And Jake, that is a built-in feud. You understand immediately those two guys will hate each other because mm-hmm. Jake's archetype is this loner dude. Yeah, the guy at no the bar. Position. Yeah, this is a millionaire snob shithead. Yeah. So 
like, of course, anytime you put them together, they're going to hate each other and they're going to brawl. In the same way of, like, the big boss man stands for truth, justice, and the American way. And you put them with anyone from another country, boom. Or with a tan. Or a tan, of course. Any tanned man. Yeah, anyone who's just not white. Don't like them. Looking at my boss man painting right now. Kiss him on the lips, baby. Um, um, but, but let's talk about quickly, and I think it's the most interesting feud of Jake the Snake's uh, tenure before we move on to what I like to call... The wheels off. <laughs> I want to. I do want to talk about uh, after this. I do want to talk about one great feud. Okay, he's had a few great feuds. My favorite, Andre the Giant feud, is so brilliant because not even Hulk Hogan made Andre the Giant scared. He made him. He beat him, but he never made him run from the ring. Yeah. Jake the Snake got because it was brilliant. Andre the Giant's scared of snakes. It's something bigger than his size. So they never got. They never really had any altercations. They just had Jake the Snake go after him with the snake, and chase him around, and everyone went fucking crazy. Yeah, first time you see Andre scared. It's it's and it makes you it's so over and it puts Jake the Snake over in everyone's minds. Not as this like tough guy, but as this super smart guy. And it's just, I just think it was amazing. It was an amazing feud that you never need to blow off. You can just book that match. And you're like, I wouldn't mind. Also, it's really funny to see a short guy chase a big guy. A short guy who's six foot seven. Is that how tall Jake the Snake is? Uh, probably legitimately like six five, but he's yeah, probably he's probably like, taller than I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's that's and that's that's the thing about Jake was that they always did really well on commentary. Is like since they had all these bodybuilders, this guy really stands out, and they always put over like oh his ring awareness from from being like a third generation star and like how smart he was. They always mentioned like how does this guy compete with these people? He's just he's just smarter and he's really clever and he sold it really well. And the the feud I wanted to discuss really was I think the first one he had in the Fed which was uh the Ricky Steamboat feud. Um and they went <laughs> now they went ki- they went full kid with it. <laughs> but it was like when Steamboat had the like Komodo dragon that looked just very uncomfortable being there, like very unhealthy. You're saying? Did you see the Komodo dragon? I did not. I don't remember. This is this is what he was. This he is, brought in a Komodo dragon to fight. This. It couldn't have been an actual Komodo. Dra- they, they're not bringing in the most deadly animal in the world. No, it was very much a uh, sedated Komodo dragon. But yeah. it was just like, what am I doing Actually, now here? Now that I think about it, it was because keep in mind, Vince put those wrestlers in charge of their animals. So the British Bulldogs so funny. used to get that bulldog drunk every <laughs> Yeah, of course, night. and Dynamite Kid probably fucked it <laughs> all the time. Dynamite Kid probably banged the bulldog. But that was it was just a great feud because it was the first time you see Jake attack somebody, and I don't know if you ever saw the DDT. What year was that? That was in... It was 88. It was like right when he came in. So it would have been... It's 86? When he was a, it was when he was still a baddie boy? Yeah, it's but it's Jake coming in. It's Jake coming in and him being in shape and him being like ready to work and prove himself. Mm. And he comes in, uh, he attacks Steamboat and DDTs him. And Steamboat and <laughs> basically Jake's like, "Hey, I'll DDT you." Uh, he's like, "Okay, I'll DDT you in the ring, and then we'll do the whole I'll snake thing." And then Steamboat goes, "No, no. I mean, uh, like if you're gonna, I can't just be a regular thing. You gotta DDT me on the concrete." And he's like, "That cannot happen. I cannot DDT you on a concrete." Steamboat was like, just do it. So he goes, all right. So he DDTs Steamboat of the concrete, and Steamboat goes out cold. Oh, no. And then, yeah, and then Jake has to, like, just, stro- like, you just watch this guy look around. Like, I could really use some help. Like, I wish <laughs> I had a manager to help me drag this man in the ring. But he puts him in the ring. He's out cold, and he shoves the snake in his face and stuff. But it's just, 
it's just a really if you ever watch it like uh, maybe i'm partial to it because i did have like a jake the snake vhs when i was a kid but it was a very very good feud of course, like, I, I think that he he brought something. And the only thing with the change the only thing that changed with him when he was a baby face and the only thing that seemed to change with him when he was a baby face and a heel was it seemed like when he was a face he got to a point where heels would attack him from behind because mm-hmm. he had like a he was like a, a notch in the belt. So it was like they beat him to being underhanded. So he had to always come back. Yeah, I think that's a great observation. I think that he's a very interesting character in that he never looked physically imposing for anyone, but you kind of always assumed he would. Going back to the smart intelligence thing, he would, he'd weasel his way out of a victory. And putting him with Steamboat's very interesting because Steamboat is this athletic, cool guy, and Jake would have to be the heel in that situation. Ultimate baby, yeah. Steamboat's the ultimate like yeah, he's everyone's a, friend, baby yeah, face. Like, yeah, friends with both the nerds and the jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you guys doing? I don't care what it is. It's all right with me. Yeah. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. I'll be over here just dancing to music I made myself. Yeah. Me and this Komodo dragon are going to have a reasonably good time. <laughs> um, but what I think that now we need to delve into is a couple of... Like, okay, well, how about we delve into why he's part of Messy May after this thing we play. Hello, this is Dylan God and... John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now we need to ask you to rate... Subscribe and review the wrestler review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity and no money and no money, no fucking Mm -hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter for wrestler review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And now um, back to an episode that's going incredibly well. Next week on the Wrestler Review, we will be reviewing Magnum TA's career. Mmm, what's that noise? Ooh, it's a Corvette that just hit a light post. Don't drink and drive. Oh, no. That was a very good thing. It's weird that that was supposed to be the middle of an hour long show. We did it 20 minutes in, but that's all right. 17 minutes. All right. He fucked it up. Let's play it again. <clears throat> that was a really good one. I can't believe we're making ourselves play this so many times. What's that? Play it again. <laughs> All right, let's play it again. That was really good. Again. All right. The third anyway, time. so uh, Jake the Snake, the wheels begin to fall off the old wagon of Ruski. Um. Well, they weren't really ever on. Jake the Snake had a fucked up life. Essentially. <laughs> His he, sister, like, this is a tragedy that I wouldn't leave a room for a year. His sister is dating, uh, gets involved with an older man um, in an extramarital affair, and his wife finds out about it, and she uh, kidnaps and takes the body and is now in jail for the crime and has reviewed, refused to let anyone know where the body is and plans on dying in prison without revealing where the body is. Oh, and the fact that he's a rape baby. That's what I was going to get to. He's like, you're, like, how do you live with yourself? Oh, yeah. One day your dad, with that sweet bourbon on his breath, goes, oh, yeah, your mom's my cousin, and I fucking raped her. Ugh. That, yeah. Jake the Snake, a lot of demons. How do you hang out with your dad? That's the thing. How do you go into Because everyone's thing? like, oh, beyond the mat, I remember in that one, they're like, oh, he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. It's like, well, he was a rape baby. Yeah. Also... 
My mom, your mom, uh, that's crazy, actually, because your mom is my daughter. <laughs> like that's is, that, is his mom his daughter? It's, it's, his it's, mom is his stepdaughter. Is like his stepdaughter. No, it's, it's straight incest. It was co- really? I thought it was cousin. It's fucked. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, I'll give you two years of that behavior. Like, it's, as soon as you hear it, you're like, mm-hmm, cool. No, yeah, for sure. Smoke, uh, Smoke it. It turns out if you're an incest baby, then yoga cures it. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Okay, that whole thing is so fucking weird. But but it's I feel like I remember this sounds bizarre, but me being a, a nerd alert, um I for so many years I was like uh sorry, I'm just Googling uh the Grizzly Smith thing. Let's sort of see um, you can kind of track where the things start to go off, Jake. No, I just wanna say uh I just wanna say before you start, I apologize. Um is it's nice that uh, Jake the Snake or DDP kind of gave his life back uh, to um, Jake the Snake because he pretty much stole every mannerism the man has. Yeah, he's playing. Like, he clearly, like, he got taught by Jake the Snake, and he was just playing Jake the Snake, but let's have fun, everybody. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he's playing nightclub Jake the Snake to Jake the Snake's drinking in the parking lot of a grocery store. Um. Here's where things start to go haywire for Jake. Jake is in the Fed. He is very much the guy you go through to get to Hulk Hogan. After WrestleMania 7 with a great but weird match that's a blindfold match with Rick the Model Martel, please check it out. It should be such a bag of shit, but it really, really works, actually. They move on. And it's such a cool build because basically uh, Rick blinds uh, Jake with arrogance Etc. Etc. They move on from that uh, to uh, the natural disasters, crush and kill uh, Damien in the ring. This drives Jake insane, and he becomes a bad boy with a snake called Lucifer. This te- he teams up with the Undertaker. Him and the Undertaker then attack Macho Man Randy Savage at his wedding to Miss Elizabeth, and a they get an actual viper out to bite. Macho Man Randy Savage. To tell you how crazy Macho Man Randy Savage is, it was a de-venomized viper, and Macho Man would not let it bite him until Jake let it bite him first in the back. Yeah. The problem is they couldn't show the bite marks on his body, so Jake had to let him bite him on the inner thigh Uh. while Macho Man watched so he would then do the angle on television. Jesus Christ. If you ever wonder... Who's the craziest fuck ever to come out of professional wrestling? Look no further than Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> well, there's a guy. Wife? I locked her in that closet. Why? Because you're a man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just like wrestling, uh, so everyone knows. Well, well, can we talk about the match you had with Ricky Steamboat? It was a great fight. Wrestling's real. Uh, what? It's yeah. 2010. Wrestling's real. Like, he never broke kayfabe whatsoever. What are you doing in this recording studio? A rap album. <laughs> um, you know what? Everyone will make, you know, everyone really needs to hear? Me rap about Kurt Henning dying. I just want to address something. I, I looked it up, uh, as I'm sure some of our listeners were probably screaming into their iPhone because uh, they knew. Um, Grizzly. All right. So Grizzly Ro- Jake the Snake Roberts stated that he was conceived when his father, who was dating Robert's grandmother... Oh no! Raped her twelve-year-old daughter. This is also stated in Beyond the Mat. Oh no! He said that the two were forced against their wishes uh, to marry against their wishes, and the resulting emotional trauma irresponsible for Robert's substance abuse and his sister's mental health problems. At age eighteen, this is your party. Uh, his sister married a man thirty-five older years older than she was. The man's ex later kidnapped and killed Robert's sister. Yolo. 
Yolo. Let me say this. It must Yolo. be fucked when... Which one's your mom? Oh, that 13-year-old. Ish. That woman who's five years old. I don't, I don't know if someone's... Who's your mommy at one? Five, maybe. You're yeah, like, but you're, she's still 12 years older than you. Yeah. When you're four, she's... At best, she was 13. She's 17. She still can't legally buy alcohol in most of Canada. Oh, yeah, she couldn't buy alcohol until Jake the Snake was nine. Yeah, so she couldn't buy alcohol until Jake the Snake would also like to drink. Sometimes you gotta take also it. The Grizzly Smith story. Seven. Oh, no, 21 in the States. Yeah. Very good point. Pussy, 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 pussy. So Jake the Snake now is the heel in the WWF. This is where apparently his behavior, he just went fucking crazy. He started doing crazy ass things like ordering giant anacondas. <laughs> At a Survivor Series, they were like doing setting up for some match. He's like, I need a bigger snake. Because what he didn't like having the snakes anymore. He found it really annoying because he would get drunk and just leave the snakes place. Yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. in Diamond Dallas Page's bathroom. In a hotel room, and also the the uh, like just classic stories were the Foley Jake rooming together story, where Jake just <laughs> where Jake woke up Mick Foley and said, uh, "Do you want to hang out?" And Foley was like, "It's like four a.m." and he just pissed in between the two beds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to really like the guy with silly stories like also, that. Also, here's a terrifying thing to know as a pet snake. Uh, to, if you have a pet snake, is eventually you have to monitor how much it's eating because mm-hmm. the second it stops uh, eating on a regular basis, that means it's decided it's going to eat you. Really? You have to immediately kill it. What? Yeah. Isn't that the most... How did you learn that? A, a lady I know. A wink. Stank. <laughs> the winked or stank. I get out um <laughs> her aunt owned a snake and one day took her to the vet and the vet was like yep we got to kill this snake right now because it hasn't eaten in four days and it's decided that it's going to eat you that's what that means and it's like what that happens they're like yeah all the time actually really yeah. that happens all the time yeah, that's what you have to do with pet snakes they just eventually decide they're an evil predator they're there's they're the i don't know if they're evil they are they're just a predator they're a predator making them evil Mm. They and women are responsible for us not being in the Garden of Eden right now. <laughs> One group more than others, the snakes. That's anyway, um, the thing to remember about so this is Jake in the heel run. This is also when his like, just he just apparently was just a disaster. WrestleMania uh, eight rolls around. This is his apparent. This is he basically went into it to get fired. He refused to lo- uh, lose to the Undertaker um, in pinfall, but did not discuss that with anyone. Instead, just didn't go into the ring for a bunch of time, and they had to count him out. That's why that end of that match is so weird. Yeah. And the Undertaker then gives him a tombstone pile driver in the middle of the ring. It did lead to the Undertaker becoming a face, though, which is very, very nice. Jake then goes to WCW. Very briefly, had contract to Coal Miners Club match. Yes, I was about to get to the Coal Miners Club Didn't they have a club? Didn't he have a Cobra in WCW? Yeah, I think he did. Jesus Christ. A Coal Miners Glove match. It was never explained why that that was a dangerous stipulation. It's just a thick glove. It just sounds so weird to me that you would be like, this guy, all right, we're bringing this guy. Jake, we know you have substance abuse problems. You, we know you've been hard to work with in the past. You're a bit, you're a bit too big for your britches, all right? You got to cool down on going out late at night and all the drinking here's a cobra <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just kind of like it's kind of like hey i know you're a bad cop i know you've i know you like you've dealt drugs but anyway here's the keys to the lockaway and six shotguns no one else gets yeah, a shotgun. here's a couple of things uh, apparently the contract dispute was over this which is uh bill watts uh 
he agreed to a contract with Kip Fry. As he was signing it, he came in. Bill Watts came in. I was like, I'm not honoring this contract. Yeah. He was like, well, you have to. Turner was like, this is how contracts work, man who's a cowboy. And he's like... <laughs> I don't think Lariat. I don't think you know yeah. I don't think you've met my friend Stan Hansen. You <laughs> this man your lawyer? In many ways. All right. Rip up that contract because it's wrestling, and so if you rip up a contract, it's no longer valid. We're actual lawyers for Ted Turner. <laughs> None of you better be black. That's what I'm saying. What are you Lariat. Lariat. <laughs> why is why is what's what's those ashes? It's the ashes of Bruiser Brody. Why are you carrying those? Don't ask me any questions. I'm the cowboy. And I so fucked both your wives and then I lariated them. Yeah, because I'm a Christian. Anyway, lariat. <laughs> premarital sex I deserves think, a lariat. I think you've confused Stan Hansen and Cowboy Bill Watts. By the way, no, 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 no. For sure. Listen, Stan Hansen did the lariat in the ring. Bill Watts did it in real life. <laughs> he did four four dollars. Four dollars for a burger, fry, and a coke. Uh, I guess we can lariat. <laughs> Mine. Hashtag now zero dollars. Hashtag lariat. Anyway. Shut up, your lariat. Shut up, your lariat. Shut up, your lariat. Uh, <laughs> you know what's Bill Watts' daughter's name? Lariat. No, it's, it's Beatrice. Beatrice. No, it's lariat. Fuck you. I um, gave birth to an 85-year-old woman, and then I lariat the <laughs> shit out of her. I'll do my own abortions. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, hello, um, Mr. Cowboy. Yeah, that's what I should be called. Where are you? I'm just performing my own abortions. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, you are not excused. Lariat. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I don't like how you don't. Lariat. Uh, Didn't move. Um, all right. Back to me and my great words. So here's what we need to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's true it's, it's not true um, so Jake then just basically Bill Watts like I'm not going to pay this there could be a lawsuit they buy Jake out so Jake is now this is when Jake embarks on independent wrestling time which leads to some great moments such as returning to the Federation this is his first moment of being pretty sober after an independent run oh and then this man does the first of like I got a good idea you know how you have problems let's have Jerry Lawler make you drink a beer <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Well, this is just also the time when it's like, the, he of all the 80s stars, it is weird that WCW didn't try and snatch him up, but it's also like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's the only man that they just didn't put a t-shirt on. They put that horrible, weird snake signalant. Yeah. On. Yeah, they put, like, the snake vest. Yeah, it was, yeah. And he had revelations. Oh, yes, it do. Um, luckily, he was in the Fed and was a Bible-quoting wrestler at the time because that led to one very infamous moment at King of the Ring where... Oh, no. Oh, he lost a stone called Steven. And Steven said, Austin 316, I just whooped your ass. Um, now, this is, again, this is where things get really dark. Jake is then removed again. Keep in mind, this is pre-wellness par- wellness policy time of the Fed. Like, Sean, Mc- uh, Sean McMahon also known as Shawn Michaels, is literally just doing cocaine all the time. Yeah. It's a massive pill hit so much though. So like he nearly breaks his back and they're like, well, you better go home now. Now I'll wrestle for a couple of months. I got a pharmacy that is my body. They're like, yeah, cool. And they sent Jake the snake home for drug abuse. Like at this point in time in the, the WWF, that's insane. By the same token though, Jake the snake... It's well, it's kind of like, uh, Sean's fucking up, but he's our big ticket, and Jake fucks up, but also, 
that means he could he could come he could come to the ring wasted in our biggest show of the year and just fuck everything up like he did before you know if you are if you already have fucked up on the biggest day at work and yeah. then you're they bring you back and then you start fucking up again like I know it's a fascinating time. It goes into the independent scene. You've all, it's all well documented. The heroes of wrestling clip. He masturbates with a snake. <laughs> he jerks off that snake. Good. It's there's so much to it that's amazing. Basically, if you read the various articles and the various that pay per view, such a disaster. The uh, Stan Lane Tully Blanchard match. They just didn't work out a finish. <laughs> so they each hit their own moves, and the referee counts. One time, and Stan Lane starts celebrating, and Tully Blanchard literally has to tap him on the shoulder and was like, no, we got to keep going. He's like, ah, ah fuck. No, I don't want to do that. And then the referee just miscounts, and Tully wins, and then Stan just sort of stands like, what the hell? It was a double main event. First main event, Jake the Snake versus uh, Jim the Anvil Nyhart in a I like Coke, you like crack match. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Jake drank all of the Jagger in the world, of yeah. apparently. Walks the ring, midway down the ramp, turns around, walks back up. Smart. Like, he is break your ankle drunk. Like, it is fucked how hammered he is. Mm -hmm. They get in the ring. The promoter goes, there's only one way to salvage this. Let's get the other guys from the other main event in there because they can work the match. Yokozuna, King Kong Bundy, get in there. As they're walking to the ring, that's when the snake masturbating happens. Jake doesn't <laughs> appear to know that he's in a wrestling match, keep in mind. Yeah. Because he doesn't respond to the moves. Like, they... There's one part where like King Kong Bundy like splashes him and he starts laughing and just kind of meandering around the ring. It's a fucking mess. He also have you ever seen the have you ever seen him and Tommy Dreamer uh, the tag ECW tag match? Oh, um, I forgot. Yeah, he I forgot that he was in ECW. Briefly. But he just like I think he's in a t-shirt, sweatpants, and cowboy boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just the picture of like. I'll take your money, but I'm not wearing anything I wouldn't wear to the store. Like it just <laughs> looks like he got lost on the way to get just milk, and then just had to wrestle a man. Well, it was one of those things. Where, no, what he looks like is. Have you ever seen people doing like leaving their house New Year's Day for breakfast, like the brunch time? Yeah, and they're just dressed in whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the classic, like I'm going to the store for one thing. You know, like, I just need gum. Like, I remember <laughs> I ran into an ex-girlfriend when I was still living in Toronto in the dead heat of summer, like, right after my birthday, and I was wearing jeans that I had started to cut off, but had, so I had shorts <laughs> on one side, not shorts on the other side. I had a shirt from 1994 on that was like that McDonald's Flintstones shirt that I found in my mom's house that was still in the packaging, and I was like, this shirt's great. I'm wearing that. And I'm just like hung over and all the hair is to one side. Like you just look so fucked. That's how Jake wrestled for the better part of the nineties and two thousand. And he wrestled well in that style. And now like and now you look look at if you looked at his comeback, it sucks that and this sounds so weird, but they didn't let him do the DDT. Um there's two the last two appearances in the in the Fed, uh, were the the Randy Orton appearance where Jake the Snake sounds like gravel, where it's like he's still on the shit. He's like He's fucking his uh his hair is completely gray. He looks like garbage. And then the last one he did with where CM Punk and, and the, the shield. shield. Yeah. yeah, was amazing. The one thing that was that and I think it's why they've killed old school Raw is Jake the Snake has been away long enough that he's more of a smart wrestling fans guy because the crowd reaction of that clip is so weird cuz everyone's like what the fuck? Who is this guy? 
I didn't even notice. I, I always get goosebumps when I. <laughs> like I legit. love them. I was. Yeah. I love. That's one of my favorite clips to watch. Be, it, there's just certain things they don't know. For example, when he points, you can tell the audience genuinely isn't sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Because in the Orton clip, doesn't he hit him with a short arm clothesline and then get RKO'd? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing where, like, if even you look at that space of time, like, he hits him with a short arm clothesline and everyone's like, oh, fuck. The DDT is coming. And then, yeah, he what comes back. The the, that's still during the legend destroyer. That's the legend killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a le- where he would just come out. I call the legend killer during Because Chris Benoit was the actual killer as it turned out so the no they called him the legend killer no they they called him the legend killer and then they called him the legend destroyer oh like, after Benoit. right after which was just so shitty yeah the well i'll tell you this uh i'm gonna destroy your legend i'm gonna destroy every part Jake of your then little moves pussy in with diamond Dallas page does some yoga and is fine Survives cancer of the knee. Didn't know you could get that. Delivers possibly the best Hall of Fame speech ever in the history of the WWE. Not surprised even a little fucking bit. Looks 30 years younger than he did five years ago. It's insane how well that man recuperated. Why they don't hire him to just show people how to do promos off the cuff, I don't understand. Maybe it's because he... I mean... You must have experienced this, but there's some people who are just the people who learn who are shitty and then learn are far far better than the people who just kind of had it. Like Jake just kind of had it for all the problems oh. he had, for all that he definitely definitely still he just had. Like you're saying, you attributing his the promo style to the concussion is one thing, but I'm. I wouldn't attribute his promo style to the concussion. I would uh, attribute his ring work to the concussion. Oh, how the big dip it takes. Yeah. This is slow dip, but also the slow pace and how it's sort of you attack him, attack him, and it gets these three big moves, which is basically what he did. But he turned that negative into a positive, and I think it's amazing. I also think that um, this is the kind of guy that the Fed needs now more than ever, which is they need to be building wrestlers that it's you want to see them you don't need to use a belt or put them in a feud or be getting them over. And then you can remove Jake for a year and he can come back in the same way that like Cena's basically never going to need a belt again. They're for sure going to put the belt on him again. Yeah. One last time in a way that triple H has never like always really needs a belt. They always seem to want triple H to have the championship. But triple H isn't a triple H is it's not an established character is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, it's not strong enough. Yeah. John Cena is a strong character. You know exactly how he's going to approach every situation. In the same way Jake is a strong character, knows how to approach it, every situation. And essentially created a couple of things. A, he redefined what an, a final maneuver for a wrestler has to be, mm-hmm. which it had to be some sort of drop, high-impact move. No one had that before. It was submission holds or a sleeper hold or a sunset flip or, or a like small a knee drop or Something like that was a signature hold, for fuck's sake. The amount of people that the sleeper was the big move was crazy ddt comes along and now you got a fucking you got a the stunner the go to sleep the diamond cutter the RKO. it's all like it's all from the ddt all you can all trace it back to the ddt and i got news for the ddt it still looks the most natural and looks so badass but yet for some fucking reason they've turned it from like a crazy ass move which it is to like something john cena does sometimes and brock lesnar gets immediately back up shits and laughs yeah, the and there's so many variations of the DDT. It's really like a very 
it's a it's a it's like what yeah it's the i think it's the best wrestling move i think it's the best wrestling move because exactly what you said any single person can do that to anyone ever like you don't you 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 could give it to a cruiserweight and it would just be as effective because you can use the whole thing like all oh, the other guys like when he he ddt'd king kong bundy and king kong like jake did in a feud and king kong Bundy was dead yeah and then you totally believe it because it looks like fucking it just looks like it's a trip and then it you can trip you trip the guy and then the guy lands right on his forehead what's to what's what doesn't make sense about that oh it's great it's in the same way that how they sold they sold the stunner in the exact same way is that fucking steve austin just went around the federation fucking giving it to santa claus yeah and people would act like he was dead and that got that move over in the same way that's how they got the rko over is that he just fucking did it to every fucking legend? Well, well, the the DDT really it sounds weird to do a review of a move, but they really jumped the shark with it in the nineties when it was like every no, like no, ECW no, no, did no, no. ECW, ECW every ECW single jumped the shark with yeah. that. that and the Death Valley Driver that was yeah every single person Beulah McGillicuddy gave people the fucking DDT like yeah. Paul Heyman definitely had a style that he loved and it was I think Jake the Snake he loved a Southern style high impact match yeah it was jake the snake like jake the snake is very much his because if you look at raven raven slinks in the ring he does the pull himself up from the ropes thing um then that people he like jake would come in the ring he would sit in the corner until it was time to go and then he would pull on both ropes and pull himself up and raven did that ddp did that there's a lot of guys who took that exact mannerism oh jake is I think for wrestlers is way more influential than Hulk Hogan. I think he's probably the for re- yeah. Well, he's he's another thing where in a time here's another little thing I didn't think about till now though. In a time where everyone is doing the Hulk Hogan thing, where Hulk Hogan changed a fucking great the point. pace of the wrestling match, where it's like beat me down, beat me down. Now I have superpowers and you're dead. He was the one who was like, oh, I'm groggy. DDT, it's over. Yeah, he's more. He's waiting for his spot. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get. I got you. Yeah, exactly. He's like it, it's the wrestling equivalent of the knockout of the knockout puncher. How like that whole mythos of like, oh, well, he's never out of the match because he has the DDT, and like the great way that all the announcers would basically build up like it, in the Rick Rude, uh, Jake the Snake match where it's like Rick Rude has the advantage in in uh, he's the advantage in strength, he has the advantage in speed, but you can and then basically I think Ventura says this. He's like you can train your neck to take the Rude Awakening as a neck breaker, but you can't train your head for blunt force trauma and that's really what he brings to the match and the gut like he had basically if you think about it this way he has he had three finishing moves he had he had the gut buster which could have been a finishing move he had the he had the short arm clothesline which could have been like clotheslines were it was hogan's finishing move in japan for years yeah so it was the ultimate warriors finishing move it was a the lariat we were making a joke of it earlier but that was essentially the deed it was not a joke it was the it was the DDT of the seventies. Yeah, of course, because it can happen. Anywhere. Like Stan Hansen. Yeah, exactly. Stan Hansen was great with the lariat. Where we're just like a duck your punch, fucking lariat, and then Never he just forget. Literally a blind man. Stan Hansen without his glasses, he's legally blind. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just scratch the surface with those wrestlers that loved going to Japan, and you're like, good. We gotta fucking review Stan Hansen because all I'm doing is he is the him. nicest man. Like you hear in him interviews, well, like, well, I don't. What was the fucking? He had this really. He had this story where like I think it was him and another cowboy wrestler 
think it was oh it was uh barry Wyndham's dad who was one of the blackjack mulligan blackjack mulligan. yeah blackjack mulligan he like basically just blackjack was like oh we'll work the match blah 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 and then hansen was like i gotta warn you once i get out there i get pretty silly and he's like okay whatever and then stan hansen <laughs> comes out punches like eight fans starts actually punching blackjack mulligan in the face and then they run down and in the locker room in front of nobody stan hansen's still actually just fighting him and then they fought into their cars <laughs> like it was the fucking craziest because he was the best too because he would you would see these japanese matches at like in where they didn't really have a barricade outside of the ring yeah, it would just, just be string. a crowd of flames. The same thing in like texas and he would just go like he would just see like the ring the ring is it's basically uh the ring is 50 meters away from the starting point it's a straight line you walk to the ring and then Stan Hansen just walks diagonally into the fans and goes like you get out of the fuck all you little boys and they're like ah! and he's like oh where's your women where's your loved ones i'm going to lariat them while i fuck them from behind they never come so hard until they got lariat their pussies we say this I'm going to say this about Stan Hansen, why I love him so much. He is in No Holds Barred. For some reason, they hired Stan Hansen, who is not an actor, to be in a movie about wrestling Yeah, where he doesn't wrestle. He plays a bar owner, and he fights <laughs> a tiny, tiny lister and says things like, you got teeny wieners. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would give it a... I, would, I, would, uh, I wouldn't be like, you'll do your little movie, I'll fight that boy but you gotta tell me when he gotta give me an actual blowjob in front of the crew <laughs> this crew gotta know that even though on film i'm getting beat up i'm the man on these parts yeah. hey you call terry and tell him give me another yes yeah, right i said it another <laughs> blowjob terry it's stan oh hi stan shut up but that's Uh-oh, the difference wrestling ring. Um, but that's the difference between Grizzly Smith who was Stan Hansen in the 60s but then outside the ring was also you know what I mean where he's like ah turn it off I just go have a nice dinner with my wife yeah. and then and then Grizzly Smith was like oh I'm a bad guy in the ring but I live my gimmick yeah. where's some kids who wants me to rape them that's I, not how that works shut up <laughs> <laughs> no it's how it works um, the other thing to remember about Stan Hansen nearly blinded Ric Flair. Ric Flair was blading himself quickly in the middle of the ring, and Stan Hansen just turned around and lariated him again. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can watch the footage in, in Japan, and Ric Flair's like doing that thing where he was like, ah, in the uh, no, he's kneeled down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And blading clearly because yeah. Ric Flair is the most obvious blader ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Stan Hansen just goes, ah, blade yeah, yeah. kick you in the fucking guns, lariat. <laughs> Larry, well, it's just Larry, like I guess, yeah. I, there's that style, which is like the the strong, yeah, the super strong. I knocked Vader's eye out of his head style. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, it was Dan Hansen. And then there was Jake the Snake's bringing it back around style, which was, I got these three moves. We'll get to them. Do whatever you need to do. I'm still gonna win the match. What's that? You want to do meth? Already did it. <laughs> See you in the ring. But just watching his body, like him gain fifty pounds of like who gives a shit weight in like 1990 and still being so fucking over it is just really it's something in the eyes that just people that he just had from basically being He's like got an, a natural cool charisma the, the he has a natural and he also has i'm uh, he has a natural he's the archetype of like the cool southern guy and also there's something in his eyes that you can't like i <laughs> 
I mean, we, we said it. This is probably ding a bell because we're going to say it for the 10th time. Being a, a rape baby <laughs> makes you have a thing that's like, um, I don't care how much I work out. I can't beat up that guy. Like you can, you yeah. can, like There's you can beat up Jake, but he's gonna come back because he's like he'll DDT you even if he's dead. Yeah, there, there just no, fall over under your head. No quit in that guy who feels so alone in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. What's that? You got love in your house? Not me. <laughs> like, how many times do you think Diamond Dallas? Like, it must take. Like, it's so nice that him and Diamond Dallas Page are <laughs> friends because I've seen with Diamond Dallas Page like everything's gonna be all great. Because you work out, and that makes you feel nice. And Jake's just like, but what about the tears? They talk about that. There's an Opie and Anthony, or Opie and Jimmy interview mm-hmm. with um, Jake, and Jake gets negative, and like, Dom's like, no negativity, Jake. It's on a day to be negative. And you can hear Jake, like, there's a part of Jake's, like, hardwiring that's just sort of like, I just fucking want to fucking slap. <laughs> he's like, you're right. And you can know in his head, he's just like... If it was six years ago, you'd be wearing a bourbon bottle as a face mask. (laughs) But what's crazy is many a woman married him. Never forget that. They're like, you know who I can definitely reform? That guy who just sold our washer and dryer for the idea of marijuana. (laughs) But there's there's never, there's no substitute for just being straight cool. Like you. It's one of those things, I I don't know. Let's get to to this. Best thing about Jake the Snake Dylan. He's my friend. Um, Worst thing. What is the best thing about Jake the Snake? I don't know. You, uh, there's going to be so much for you to talk about. Um, I will say, yeah, he innovative, innovative. He's an innovator. Uh, he made up the best wrestling move of all time, the most effective wrestling move of all time, which is get a snake and put it on people. <laughs> just like, just when you thought, like. The DDT is the perfect move because it's you can feasibly do it in a fight. It's even in the UFC that move is illegal. It's illegal to spike someone on the head, like it's a slam. Mm. So he, you can legitimately do that move in 2016 in a wrestling ring and say this move is too real for no holds barred fighting, and it really is the perfect move for pro wrestling because. You can be completely safe with it. It looks amazing. It looks like you can actually do it in a fight, um, and with cooperation, it looks it looks fantastic. And it's it's just left of obviously what you would do in a real fight. Like it's just left. Mm. Like there's moves like the stunner, which is great, but the stunner everyone saw that move and is like, it's not. You can't fucking do. It. You just hurt your yeah. tailbone real bad. No one reacts that way to getting kicked in the stomach where they go, time to bend over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I got kicked so hard I bend over at this perfect point. But the there is a reality, I guess, innovative, and there's a reality to Jake the Snake that is just even though his name was Jake. Jake the Snake. There's a reality to him that people like you watching that TV, and he just had a connection that he had. I don't know if he. I've never seen him obviously live in his prime, but just even you watch him today, there's an intensity and a connection that he makes that very very few wrestlers. Best thing can. promos. I'm gonna say it, promos. Mm-hmm. He fucking won the match before he walked out. Even when he hates working at the WWE fucking F mm-hmm. WrestleMania, his promos the best thing. And there's Ric Flair's on that pay per view and cuts two of the best promos ever. Such as where he forgets how a molecular structure is comprised. <laughs> nucleus a lot. Ric Flair is amazing. Or um, Jake the Snake is amazing. Best promos in the game. Unbeatable. CM Punk is essentially just doing a combination of Rowdy Piper and Jake the Snake when he's doing promos. Raven is doing Jake the Snake 
um, promos. And he, by the way, Jake is updated doing, Jake the Snake. Yeah, he's doing updated Jake the Snake. And by the way, Jake is just doing calm down Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah, but still, I think better than because Terry Funk had that's a pro wrestler. He's like a g- great pro wrestler, but you watch him and it's like that's a pro wrestler doing talking about a match. Whereas yeah. Jake is just like is this fucking nuts guy at the end of the bar who's calm nuts where it's just like eh. there's a difference between let's get the fuck out of this bar and then we got to stay here because i don't know what this guy's gonna do and he's totally the second guy the worst thing about jake the snake uh i don't want to say he's he just he gave up on himself i want to say it this is physique you can't really be like no i think of it like it's a real sport and you're like and that guy's in it that that bag <laughs> of crown royal is in this real sport I don't know, man. There's a lot of boxers and a lot of UFC fighters who look like dog shit, who are great. Not that much dog That's shit. That's true. He looks like a guy they wouldn't let be a a, a, a guy, a corner man for a UFC fighter. They're like, yeah. no, you ate a cigar yesterday. Yeah, you got a t-shirt on. Put another shirt on. <laughs> Just layers? We want to be as far away from your body as possible, yeah, please. Just... Can you show up in a Snuggie and a sleeping blanket, please? Yeah, a sleeping blanket? A sleeping blanket. I'm a sleeping baby. I'm a sleeping baby. Dylan, guess what time it's now is? It's time for... The outro. Let's suck our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that was another top-notch episode of The Wrestler Review. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Wrestler Review. Follow, subscribe on iTunes. Please rate us. It helps with the weird algorithms they have on the internet. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>